what's going on people this is the real talk real walk family and we are back again with yet another episode by another episode full of juice and energy oh yes another episode where you might need a cup of coffee for this one cup of of coffee Another episode where we're going to tell you things that make you run back to your churches. Oh, yes. Another episode where we give you news to feed back to your pastor. Yeah, man. Another episode where Ema drops the revelations. The Bible says. <laughs> Another episode where Aura is going to heal your relationships. <laughs> back with myself, Gabs. Myself, Mr. Game Changer. And your girl, Aura. And we are the Real Talk Real Walk family. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever or however you're listening to us today. Right, so today we've got a juicy one. It's been one that you lot have been asking for, even though we've spoken about sex on previous podcasts, previous episodes, sorry. Um, we're back again with a bit more detail on this one, but more of an, uh, more on an educational piece. So obviously we put it out there on Insta. Um, for you lot to ask us some questions around sex and what it is that you lot want to talk about. So if you haven't listened to a previous episode where we spoke about what purity culture is, go back and listen, because we were really stuck, we were really confused as to what the church want to know when it comes to sex. Car, y'all been saying the church don't talk about this and that. So we thought, let's put it out there and find out exactly what it is that you lot want to hear. And you lot sent us some questions on Instagram so thank you very much to all of the people that weren't shy or embarrassed to ask your questions. Don't worry, it's going to be anom- anonymous, so you're good. Right, so I'm going to put the first question out there, guys, Iman Ore. The first question we've got, um, which is I think is a definitely a good one to discuss, is contraceptives okay in marriage? And Ore usually starts, so I'm going to start with Iman today. <laughs> we'll let Ore rest more. So you gave already easier questions that you just threw man under the bus like that with contraception. Bro, this one uh, is no light, worry. bro. Yeah, I said lights. <laughs> wow, you don't, I'm on, you don't know what this this contraceptive one is. Probably one of the most asked questions. Oh yeah, talk about yeah, it, bro. For Christians and sex, um, it's very, it's very. When it comes, when this topic does come up, when the topic of sex does come up, contraception is pretty much one of the biggest ones as, as well as maybe what types of positions you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do but when it comes to uh, contraception there is no clear cut or there's no hard and fast rule for it as far as i'm aware and what i've studied scripturally i understand prim- um, i understand both sides of the coin for those who are against i can understand why because um from 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 a biblical view god is procreation god is pro-life um and you know we see in scripture you know some people have had a few kids some people had several kids um but i think that also at the same time on the other hand i can understand for some it's not just necessarily about having the pleasure of sex but it's about being wise about planning your family and so if i'm if if we're just saying we're gonna have sex willy-nilly but we can't we can't um what do you call it we don't have the the infrastructure to to bring a child into this world we're not in a place where we're able to support um another child or other children then i can understand why couples are um would want to use um contraception and also at the same time for the sake of enjoying marriage i can understand why some couples would want to wait it out 
But then on by wait by wait it out, you mean don't use it? Uh, no, by use it by waiting it out by using contraception to best try and avoid having a child. Even though oh, contraception okay, okay. doesn't necessarily mean you will ne- you won't you couldn't have a child because there there are still people who have used contraceptives or contraception and have still had children anyway. That's a, that's a, I know that's a segue, but that's a good segue. So yeah, what? What and we definitely probably might talk in as much contraceptives as we can. But what contraception can be used where you can still have a child or you, the woman? One of them, them, every last one of them. <laughs> None of them is a hundred percent foolproof. Um, so for those who actually thought thought contraception was foolproof, a hundred percent is actually not. Um, mm. But yeah, this this is the bit where probably because. It's more time. Well, it was like ninety nine percent women using contraception. Um, I think it's better that Ore. She may not need to do a science lesson, but no, no, no. We need to do a science lesson here today. I mean, okay. I think we we can do a quick science lesson. Obviously, we're not scientists, but I think we can definitely do a quick science lesson. Okay, what? so there's two types of contraception. Um, one, there's barrier methods of contraception, i.e., contraceptions that actually stop the sperm and the egg from meeting. And then I don't know what the second one is called. I don't know the scientific name for it. But the second type of contraception is non-barrier, which essentially means that the sperm and egg actually can meet, but it prevents implantation. So it prevents the embryo from forming in a woman's womb and therefore actually developing into a full-blown baby. And a lot of Christians, and I'm probably of this view as well, and I think... This is where um, what Iman was saying about God being pro-life comes in. I would say that the non-barrier forms are probably a little bit more problematic and harder to justify because if we're talking about life starts from conception, then the non-barrier methods of contraception are actually... Conception has already occurred, and Mm. therefore that is a bit more problematic. But non-barriers, so like a condom or... um, I don't even want to go into different types because the condom is anyone I'm 100% sure is non-barrier. Non-barrier, so like a condom, which would actually stop the sperm and egg from meeting, that I I am not against that. But again, that's my own personal conviction. And I think it's easier to justify that from a biblical perspective as well, in the sense that conception hasn't actually occurred. Mm -hmm. On the the condom thing, is it 99%? It is probably like that. What do you reckon, Because uh, Obviously, Eman, I know you said that it doesn't... Which I agree with, obviously, but I know you said it doesn't stop a woman from getting pregnant. Would you agree that it's 99% or do you think it's less than that? Um, I'd rest because I'm not, if the thing rips, <laughs> if something... They, they can say it doesn't... Nothing gonna, is going to seep through. Who knows? It mm. can't. It might. At the end of the day, anything that's man-made is susceptible to... To, to mm. being destroyed or to being broken, so it's not it's not as easy to say. I don't have statistics in my hands or in front of me to say, mm. but for sure it's a hundred percent not it's a hundred percent not not um infallible. Like, mm. am I using the right word? It it can it can be broken. It can do the job that it wasn't meant to do in the first place. And so yeah. there's there's been couples that have, will say yeah yeah. I, my husband used condom and I still ended up being pregnant or getting pregnant, sorry. So <laughs> that one doesn't... I think they should even tell you that. I think they they told people that in school anyway. Like, you know, I think, like you said, Eben, I think it's just obviously how the condom is used, isn't it? I think if it's split, yeah, that's out of your control. 
But then if it splits, we're not really saying it's the condom that didn't work then, is it? Well, either way, like people like people that do sex education and stuff like that will say anyway, they they will never come out. I've not I don't think I've seen any scientist or any sex educator come out to say that a condom is 100% foolproof. No, so, they will never. Yeah, of Say that again, sorry? They can't, because somebody, if Durex came out and said that, oh, our condoms are 100% effective and one person gets pregnant, that's a massive lawsuit. Yeah. They right. They'll probably say 99.9. Yeah, they'll never say, no, nobody, it's bad marketing, yeah. they'll never say that. Yeah, so that's why I'm saying I, I still, I, it would still be the case anyway. If not, mm. yes, it's bad marketing, but no one's ever going to come out and say, even if they believe in their product strongly, they're not going to come out and say 100%. Because there will be someone or there has been someone that has been the anomaly or there have been people that have been anomalies in that scenario. So either mm. way, condom, if you're married, condom is not 100%. There's no contraception that's 100%. Some mm. maybe might be more, a bit more reliable than others. But then there's another side to it, which I thought actually Aurea was going to touch on. But for women, um, different types of contraceptives. The, Before the we even get to before we even get to the women's ones, yeah, I must say quickly, on the condom one, it's definitely a personal preference for sure. And I think it's good that obviously, Iman, you clarified, that, not clarified, but you mentioned there isn't like any scripture that you've come across um, that obviously points to it being wrong. Mm. I think on, on a personal thing, I personally think condoms are useless. This is a mm. personal thing now. This is not for anybody to take and run with. I personally think they're useless. I've literally tried it once and didn't feel anything. Um, so when I hear men especially, obviously I can't really speak on how women receive that, but when I hear men especially fighting, oh, they will never use condoms, oh, condoms are ridiculous, blah, 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 I totally understand it. Mm-hmm. But I definitely want to ask, like, from a, a woman's perspective, Ori, how how do you think, and you don't need to talk for yourself, but how do you think women, <laughs> how, do you, how do you think women receive, like, men using condoms? Um, I think from a perspective of I'm not trying to get pregnant and I personally believe that condoms are probably the least um, because birth control can be I've tweeted about this loads and I, I really am team like hormonal birth control will actually finish you so because I am against hormonal birth control not for any biblical reasons other than I personally feel like they can mess with a woman's um, bodily cycle and you can get all sorts of secondary problems some people can use them and it's absolutely amazing um but I don't think that hormonal contraception is for everybody. So because of that, condoms are probably the the safest for your reproductive system if you're a woman. That mm. or um, natural cycles or AKA natural family planning, which is if you work around your menstrual cycle. But even that, I know a lot of people who are anti that because if you're if you're not 100% sure when you're ovulating, it's wahala. So... Yeah, yeah. Mm. Now that's something we'll definitely get onto for sure. What how how do you not feel about the pleasure the pleasure aspect though? If yeah, I knew that's what you were referring to. You're just you're just pivoting anyhow. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, but there's too many there's so many areas to areas to talk about when it comes to this. So it's like you remember you talk about one bit, then you remember another bit. So it's not as easy to I hear that, I hear that. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I do think that um I don't think that condoms are the greatest um in terms of the pleasurable aspects of it. But I mean, you just have to weigh things up and think about what's important to you at the time. But I, I agree. Um, and it's not just for men, but also for women. I do think that condoms are not necessarily the best in terms of allowing you to feel everything. Mm. But, I mean, it's what it is. Everybody has to weigh up what birth... Like, like, listen, yeah. If I'm being... 
real. I am personally team vasectomy because Jesus I have Hey, my goodness. I have team said what? Team vasectomy. Team vasectomy. Which one again is this? Get in the clip. Man, yeah. get in the clip. They see. I said, no, yeah. honestly, I very much believe in vasectomies. I really do. <laughs> After you've given birth to all your children? No, 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 no. Obviously, that okay, was okay, 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 okay. No, are you saying before what? No, after, of course, that goes without saying. That yeah, if, you, if you obviously don't want to have a kid straight away when you get married, then obviously, you can't have a set to me. Oh, okay, but, okay, okay. Yeah, personally, if you want to enjoy sex and you're a man and your wife is telling you she doesn't want to use birth control for hormonal reasons, I am team get a set to me. There, I said it, and I actually think it's quite selfish to not get one. But that's another conversation entirely. Yes, that's that's there's enough. No, we'll have that conversation when the time is right. We'll have that conversation. There's nothing wrong with that. I think if you don't have no kids, there's nothing wrong with that, innit? If you don't want to have any more children, but I know that a lot of guys are against that too. The same guys that put on a fuck condom don't want to have sex with me. You have to pick one, son. Why? Why, man? Um, because of. Because for men, yes, I think there's an element, there can be an element of selfishness because of the pain that they go through because vasectomies oh. are not, yeah, they're not, bro, it's not a nice. It's nothing uh, compared to childbirth and the recovery is super quick. Yeah, well, yes, obviously that's going to be the woman's response and I understand it. That's why, Ore, that's why Ore is very strong, headstrong about this thing. That's why I, I hear it still. So I can understand, but yeah, the clip is obviously for men, it's like, it's kind of like you want to have your cake and eat it so you want to enjoy sex but at the same time you don't want to have the clip um yeah. you're still susceptible to having the child like you're still your wife can still get pregnant you understand mm-hmm. but at the same time anyway it's an anomaly but there are still anomalies anyway um so guys can you know can get the clip and they've still been able to impregnate their wives no this is not the common trend but trust me i know a couple that have had this and they've been very open about it on their instagram and i was watching and reading because i was very intrigued and they go and you test it you you, you provide a sample thereafter you, you provide a sperm sample and they test it and therefore they before you are allowed to have unprotected sex they're not going to let you go away and just be banging children and vasectomies are also reversible so I really don't see any arguments against it. Everything, everything is reversible at this point, man. You can't trust anything. No, the female equivalent to a vasectomy would be for a woman to get her tubes tied. And sometimes they actually offer this to women who've had multiple C-sections. They will ask you if you're going in, if you're somebody who's had a lot of C-sections, they'll ask you, look, you've had two, you've had three, however many. It's actually going to be um, detrimental if you keep having children and give birth by C-section because it can be very dangerous. They will ask you in advance, do you want to have your tubes tied? And they can sort it out. That's what um this celebrity that everyone's always cussing, Neo, his his um ex-wife, that's what she did. Mm. She was on the table. They asked her, do you want to have your tubes tied? They looked at each other. They had one boy. They had one girl. They decided they didn't want to have any more children. So they both agreed. She said, yeah. They tied her tubes. Obviously, they're no longer together. He's remarried and he's had a couple other children. But that's not even, that's besides the point. Anyway, it's a lot more dangerous for a woman to have a tube's tied than it is for a guy to have a vasectomy. I hear it still. Mm-hmm. I feel very strongly about this, as you can tell. Yeah, we can hear. We yeah, can we hear it. it. Oh, oh, sorry, we didn't recognise. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. I want to talk about the pill. I think it's good that we talk about the condom. Another, which is obviously one of the one of the strong ones, I think, amongst many. Obviously, the pill is probably another one that you know many people do speak about. Let's let's talk about the pill. 
Um, so, Ore or Iman, I've one of you. Give us a bit of education on the pill. Morning after pill, and if there's another pill, give give us some, just shed some light on the pills. Okay, so there's lots of different brands of pills, but there's also, um, so you have a progesterone only pill, which I think is just Ore pill. is killing them with English today. <laughs> um, well, yeah, so you have progesterone only pill, which they all work in different ways but the morning if let's just take the pill versus the morning after pill the standard daily pill versus the morning after pill the the standard pill will prevent you from i think What's it prevents the standard you from, pill this is the morning after pill yeah no the standard pill is the, the pill that you take every day at the same time oh for 30 days or something no you yeah so you will take it for 3 out of 4 weeks and then you'll give yourself a week off and in that week off is essentially when you would have your period but it's mm. not like actual menstrual period it was, it's just like a breakthrough bleed essentially mm. um and then you have the morning after pill, which you take once the morning after you've had sex. Um, if you think that you may potentially be you may potentially be pregnant, so you might have been ovulating at the time, and you think there's a possibility that you could have conceived, you would take the morning after pill to essentially prevent this. The morning after pill, if I'm if I'm if I'm understanding correctly, doesn't actually prevent conception, so you would have actually con- conceived. But what would be happening is that you're getting rid of the newly fertilized. Um, embryo. Oh, I didn't even know that, bro. Yeah, I didn't know that. If I said that's 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 good to hear, bro. Versus the actual pill, or sorry, not the actual pill, but versus the everyday pill that you would take at that point, that that prevents ovulation completely. So, obviously, if you're having unprotected sex, there's no egg to fertilize. So that's mm. why the reason why the pill is not hundred percent foolproof is because you have to take it at the same time every day, and obviously, some people don't. They forget to take it. So that's why sometimes you, you have a lot of people who get pregnant on the pill. Or some people just get pregnant on the pill anyway, even if they're taking it properly, just because that's just how their body works. Yeah, no, I guess we know that none of these things are ever 100%, bro. Yeah. On these pills thing, one thing that I've, you know, from what, I've, from what I've heard and seen is that obviously it has knock-on effects on the body. I think that's probably one reason why I'm, even though I'm a man, it might be selfish, but I'm kind of low-key against, like, my um, wife kind of taking pills and stuff because I know it can have like effects on the body or effects on your your cycle of some but sort. They all can though, even even things like the coil or the implant, they all can have lots of different effects. So I don't know why people I think that the pills. Are know, I didn't know about the coil implant can as well. Um, I obviously I'm only only aware of of the pill, maybe only because you know the wife has taken that before, um, and I know it kind of had an, an effect on her cycle from what I can remember. Well, you know, you mentioned two others. Talk on them then, or whatever. So the coil is essentially, um, that's actually non-hormonal. So that's the copper coil. There's an IUD coil and there's copper coil. Or they might just, they might be the same thing. I'm not sure. But I'm I think they're the same thing. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like they're the same thing, I think. So the copper coil is non-hormonal. It's literally just a piece of metal that they insert somewhere in your uterus. I'm not exactly sure where. And I've heard that the um, insertion process can be or can be very, very uncomfortable. Yep. Um, which is something that a lot of people don't actually tell you. I've literally heard stories about people passing out on the table and this, especially if you're a virgin, that's probably not going to be very pleasant. Um, but yeah, um, they. Do you, mean, insert... do you mean purely virgin or? Yeah, no, purely virgin. <laughs> In, um, <laughs> penetration. If you're a virgin, bad penetration. Um, definitely not going to be comfortable. Um, yeah, so they put that somewhere in your uterus, and I think. That again, I don't know the science. We probably should have had someone to explain the science behind all of this on this episode. But no, 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 it's all cool. It's not that deep, or it's not that deep. Um, 
I don't know if that one, because I think on the copper call, yeah, on the copper call, you still have periods. So I'm not entirely sure how it works, whether that, because um, obviously if you're having, in order to have a period, you need to be ovulating. So I think you are still ovulating. I'm not entirely sure how the, um, how it works, but at least with that one, it's non-hormonal. But people do have re- um, a lot of problems with like heavy bleeding. And like I said, the insertion is, can be quite uncomfortable for some people. Um, once you have it in though, it's foolproof for a few years. I think maybe like six years, and then you just get it replaced every six years. I know somebody who has actually been pregnant. I actually know a couple who've been pregnant on every single like the pill, the IUD, and the implant. Like they literally. Yeah, that's so crazy. That's, that's why I mean. That's, <laughs> God, no, that's, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I all, of all the examples that we said, even tubes tied, vasectomy, the IUD. The um, what else? What what else? What the other? The pill. There's no condom. There's no couple. Then no. I know a couple that are an example for each of them. Obviously, there are anomalies, but this is just to say, like, that's why we're this at the beginning. We were, you know, pretty much making it clear. There's no sort of um, there's no sort of contraceptive or whatever that is a hundred percent foolproof. And I think at the same time as well, like, um. And then, uh, actually, I'm not going to go into that. But yeah, that is just to say that there's always anomalies. Always anomalies. Well, this I, what I was going to say, what I was going to say is that sometimes God surprises people. That is true. Exactly. Think, yeah, God surprises people because sometimes they're like, yeah, I'm not having a kid ever again. We've had enough. But it's like, yeah, they have the kid and then, yeah, their life changes. And it's, all the couples that I know that have happened to, it wasn't like, they weren't like, upset or whatever about it. it's like okay well god works in funny ways so mm. yeah that's yeah but this is why me i'm a firm believer in the pull-up method I'm a that's even worse that's bro that is not that's, foolproof that's that is a street that bro listen, that's a street leaf i can't lie for gabriel amadi it's a hundred percent proven for me i can't speak on anyone else i can't speak on anybody in his life several reasons i'm not one one sec all right one sec i'm not i'm not i'm not here i'm not here to condone and say everyone else that i'm married should do this because you know god might knock on your door and provide you with baby sandra what are you guys trying to what are you guys planning to tell me so take this with a pinch of salt in it but for me gabriel amadi yeah it's a hundred percent i don't know how it's got me this world this far but for me it's it's what's worked in it but I know for other people, E man, that's why you said I hear it when you're saying it's a street myth because there are some man them whose game might not be a one and it's not worked for them. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Some man they've relied too much on the pull out method and then God provided them with a little pit of them. No, so the I hear reason it. why a lot of people are not doing it is because eight number one people are not doing it properly. First of all, you have to have incredible self control if you want to use the pull out method. Correct. Hundred percent. Um, pre cum. I mean, I don't know. Let's talk about this one, please. This week because <laughs> let's talk about this one. The reason why I want to talk about pre come here, yeah, I'll be real, I'll be so real. Me and my wife debate this all the time, and I keep trying to tell her it's not real, fam. It doesn't exist. I'm sorry, but I'm not one to take risks like that. So that pre- that pull out method is never gonna work for me. <laughs> this pre come thing, do you not think it's real, bro? Uh, that what? What about pre come that you can, that you can get pregnant off pre come? My husband you, doesn't think it's real either, but uh, I, I respect your I'm husband. I'm not prepared to find out. <laughs> yeah, I already yeah. doesn't want to take the risk. <laughs> I, not, man, what you saying? I don't know how man can prove that it's not true. Um, 
Yeah, bro. because it is, if, if the thing is if the thing is potent, I can't lie, bruv. Because if I'm being what honest, pre, first of all, what is pre-cum? When something is shooting before the thing starts shooting. When no. when the thing starts shooting before, when when your children want to come before it's time. But for if what if like me or or um or his husband. Let me speak for myself, Sha. If one is continuously heavy reliant on the on the pull out method and it's worked every time, how can somebody argue and tell me that pre cum is real? Because I think at the end of the day, some you trust like your body is not like though you though we can control our bodies to a certain degree, your body also works in its own special way and life also works in a way that you there are some variables in life that you cannot control like to the best of your ability you know you can hold out for as as long as you can but you can't stop what's naturally going to come out anyway when it's time to blow when it's time to bust you can't control that it's it's when once your energy has gone your body says ah and it's gone so the point is that the, the point I'm trying to make is that, yes, for you, it's it might absolutely be the case. But then I know, that's why me, I make a joke, especially for brothers that I know that are having kids so often. I call them sharpshooters. Because for me, I don't, for some man, I don't even think, like, when I, uh, like, obviously not disclosing names or anything, but when I chat to some of the brothers, they're like, bro, I don't even do much. Sometimes it's like I only touch my wife and she gets pregnant. So for bro, some man... the pull game is weak, bro. Bro, we say, bro, we say that. I just find, I, for me, if I'm being very honest, a lot of brothers that said to me, uh, that say to me, oh, a lot of man, their pull-out game is weak. They are, obviously not for you, but a lot of them, they're the weakest links because they're the ones that their wives are getting pregnant all the time. So how are you going to tell us that other man's pull-out game is whatever, but you're on four kids? You're on three kids, my bro. And your wife is pregnant again. So how are you going to tell... How are you going to tell me that you you trust the pull-out game the most, but your your family life is saying something completely different? So I feel like it's the man them that don't really, you know, talk about, you know, pull-out game too much that are probably better statistics but at the same time i don't think there's enough on paper or there's enough stats i think it's experiential it's it's case by case because yeah, def- yeah. like i've said for I, everybody in it it's not yeah, everybody. Yeah, 100%. People who get pregnant using pull out they pull out too late yeah see that's not put, that one is not pull out method they didn't do it correctly they don't know how to apply their method correctly but it's risky. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It's really, trust me. It's risky, man. <laughs> I don't it's have risky. It's, it's not for the faint-hearted. I, I, I'll be real. It's not for the faint-hearted. You def- like Aura said, you definitely need to be. You need to be strong. Yeah, actually, you need to be strong. Bro, you, need to method. you need to be prepared to have a child if it does work. As for me, I, I'm not in the game of teasing myself. If yeah. we're going all the way, we're going all the way. I don't understand <laughs> what's we're te- what we're teasing. Ah, oh, it's, I'm done now. What's that, bro? Let's go. We're going all the way. Bro, not, it's not teasing, bro. There's a technique to this thing. I, hmm? yeah. You're <laughs> yourself. Bro, there's a technique, because bro. Yes. The, end, the end, the climax is where we go. Ah, hallelujah. That's when, the, that's when everything is just whatever. Bro, you know sometimes in worship, yeah, you might just not need to say the full hallelujah. You might just say halle. Do you know what I mean? Just say ha. Wait, so are you talking <laughs> <laughs> just say ha. Yeah, My goodness. Say that again, Aura. Say that again. I'm not describing it. That's not how I understand the pull-out method. Are you saying that... I'm sorry. I'm just going to have to ask straight up. Are you yeah, saying you pull-out here? You just don't come at all? Because... No, I... no. You, 
you do, you do come, outside. you just don't come inside the nans. That's all. Yeah, that's, yeah, okay, because you lot was what you lot was saying was making it sound like you're just not gonna finish the the, the deed. That's how Eba was making it no, sound. Didn't no, 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 no. Eba no. was saying teasing. Like, I don't understand. It is, yeah, it, is it is teasing because obviously that's you. Uh, let me, obviously we have to keep. It, I'm trying to keep it as PG my as friend, possible. For the talking, my friend, be talking, my friend. Be talking. When when you're in, that's it's a safe place. Why do why do I want to do it? Why I didn't go in for no reason. We have to go all the way. If we're going to Manchester, let's end. Let's go to Manchester. I'm not doing any stop offs. Mm. We need to go that, to the end. Do you get what I'm saying? So I what I was I, what I wasn't implying. Or was that oh you don't you know you don't um, yeah that's, come what, at that's all. what I yeah. check because I wasn't sure. I hear that. I hear that. You, uh, do you know what the experience? I get it. It's not the complete experience. Um, it might be point nine rather than getting the full one. You might get the point nine. That's what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, but, obviously. Um, in comparison, well, for Mandem anyway, in comparison to using a condom, yeah, it's a completely different experience because condom is like point four, mm. whereas yep. yeah, pull out method is is yeah. But like I said, like we said. Case by case, it's not for everybody because nobody should come yeah. and say, Oh, the real to real walk boys told me to do the pull up method, and now you're carrying Sandra on your lap. So, 100%. yeah, please, case by case. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think we're done with um, contraceptives. Next question, um, well, yeah, just to kind of conclude on that, is contraceptives okay in marriage? It's completely up to you, unless yeah. you can find a scripture that says no. Um, the next question is it possible to negatively lust after your wife? So obviously this is coming from a man. Is it possible to negatively lust after your wife? Yeah, I think we've kind of addressed this before in one of the episodes. Um, was like things like porn. Absolutely, you can. You can. But how was that? How was porn, watching porn lusting after your wife? Well, it's, he said negatively lust. So if I envision my wife to be like someone who I watched in a porn video, and yeah, I remember this episode very clearly. Before that, yeah, I remember. Before that, is lust a bad thing? Is lusting after your wife a bad thing? I don't think there's anything in the Bible that suggests that lusting is a good thing. What the Bible suggests is that lust is an alternative to love. Uh, altern- uh, un- it's the, the enemy's alternative to love. So, for example, First John 2. Love not the world over anything that's in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that's in the world, it's the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. It's not of the Father, but it's of the world. So, yeah, John, the Apostle John makes it clear. Like, lust is not of God. Um, I can, un- like, loving your wife is fine. Being sexually attracted to your wife but is fine. lusting after your wife. Yeah, b- because lust suggests something that's temporal. Lust suggests something that's cheap. Lust suggests something that's an alternative to the real deal. So I, I, what the Bible? Where, where, where do you get this? Where do you get this? It's an alternative to love, kind of thing. Because, like I said, if we look at what the Bible describes as lust, for example, the scripture I just gave, when we actually look at the word lust and we look at how it's been described and the context that it's been used in, then we realize that lust is actually temporal. Lust doesn't. Um, lust is not a lasting thing. So in that scripture, it says, "Love the world, love for the flesh." I said, "As pride of life, it's not of the Father." And the world passes away, and the lust thereof. So the world is passing away, and lust will pass. Uh, lust passes away, but he that uh, what is it? Um, sorry, I, I know. And whilst you're, think, whilst you're thinking, yeah. why are we only going based on what the Bible says about lust, and not looking at the English definition of lust? Because the English def- definition of lust doesn't articulate what the writer of the text was saying. But the question, <laughs> the question is about the word lust, though, isn't it? Not necessarily about what the Bible sees as lust. 
Well, if if, if we look at the English definition, which is strong desire, yeah. and somebody's asking, can you have a strong, can you have a negative strong desire for your wife? Yeah, I mean, the, the question doesn't mention anything about the Bible. Just they're looking at the word lust, isn't it? But if I meant to give you a Christian answer, what what point of reference am I meant to use? Because <laughs> your question, your answer needs to be relevant to the question, right? Yeah, but when we when if somebody's when, asking you, can they negatively desire their wife? Yeah, but if I'm if less less obviously. If the Bible says, for example, let's talk about love. Where am, am I going to get? Am I going to get Webster's de- definition of love, out, or am I going to go to the Bible's definition of what love is, and then give you an, a response from there? So, if I ask you about sexual desire, are you going to go to see what the Bible says about sexual desire? A hundred percent. And the Bible doesn't say anything bad about sexual desire. It doesn't. So, se- sexual desire is not the issue. That's why I'm saying lust here versus what the Bible describes about love. There's a clear difference. The Bible, everything that the Bible describes about being pure, or let's just put it like this: there's no, there's no context in which the Bible bigs up lust or supports the notion of lust. Everything that the Bible does support in the context of love, relationships, sexual romance, whatever, is love. So does for the me, the Bible support sexual desire. Sexual desire. I don't see where sexual desire is wrong. For example, Genesis says that and Adam knew his wife. That is that is having sex. Knowing it, the Hebrew word for know was to be intimate, uh, to have an intimate relationship on a sexual level. Same way in the New Testament where it says that um, the same Greek transliterated word for Jesus, um, how he knew God and how he walked intimately with God could be transliterated to that, which is, doesn't mean that Jesus was having sex with God unless you're, you're not using your senses properly. But what it was describing was that Jesus had an intimate relationship with the Father. So there's no negative con- connotation to this word knowing, this, this particular Hebrew word knowing. So for love yeah, no, and love... I, I, I do hear that. I definitely do agree with that. I just think the question's focus, I think anyway, is on sexual desire. And I think when the Bible mentions knowing, it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't mention anything specific to sexual desire. It simply mentions love and sex. But I think there is a difference when discussing sh- sexual desire and well, desiring your partner sexually. Is that what lust is? According is according to the dictionary, yeah, lust is sexual desire. I don't think the question is about how the Bible sees as lust because that question shouldn't come in. Do you know what I mean? It's like somebody yeah. asking, "Should a Christian fornicate?" It's just like, "Go read what the Bible says," which is what which is what makes me think the question isn't specifically about lust because we all know. That lust is obviously not right according to scripture. Just see what I'm going. I hear that, but it's kind of saying, can you negatively, if you can negatively love someone, uh, lust after someone, then the person is implying that you can positively love. So if you can negatively lust after someone, you can positively lust after someone. And at the same time, if you can I hear that. negative, that that means also that person potentially could suggest that you could negatively love someone and then positively love someone, which I don't agree with. That's why for I, me, you know, I guess the I guess the answer is no. Then you can't negatively lust after your wife. Then yeah, you unless can't. it's possible. No, no. If what What's the person, sorry, okay, go go no, I was just gonna say if if the person if the person who asked this question is talking about sexual desire, don't use the word lust. Just say, can I, can I negatively desire yeah, your wife? Yeah, yeah. Which I, as the answer that I was gonna go into before is absolutely because in the context of porn. Men negatively desire their wives because they have viewed her in a particular light. Um, they they think she's an object. They've objectified, sexually objectified her, and that's wrong. Absolutely wrong. So in short, yeah. 
What's your thoughts, Arabia? I'm, I think I'm in agreement with Iman, to be honest. I don't think that you can negatively desire your wife, but I do think that you can have negative desires that stem from a place of, like, something unhealthy, like porn. Like, if my husband asked me to sit on his face and the reason he wants me to sit on his face... Jesus, like, Jesus. We've literally discussed this before. <laughs> no, I, was about to say, I was about to say, what's wrong with that? And you sit on what? If it's, be- if it's because of porn... I would be, I would have a problem with that. But to be honest, first of all, where that why would it be because of why would it be because of porn already? I would, I would have to find out like why do you want me to sit on your face? Exactly where did that come from? <laughs> like, have you been watching something where they did that? Husband knows, he knows me. I do like hear that. that, and I do agree with you. I actually do agree with you. fantasy things like that might have derived from porn. It could derive from other places, but I do agree. But then. Why can't we look at everything like that? Like if if your husband or wife asks you to give your hand job, is somebody gonna think, "Oh, you got that from porn"? I'm not How do you know about hand jobs? Oh, of course not. Oh, <laughs> you know I mean, oh, I want you to give head. Where did you get that from porn? Like, are we gonna say that with everything? Why do we pick and choose when to yeah, bring porn into it? No, but I'm saying if he asks me to do something that we don't normally do sexually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, but that can be. I that's mean, I'm that's how like married couples will explore right. and grow sexually, right? Yeah, and that there's nothing it, wrong with it. Oh, let's try this. Let's try this. Ask for it. But to be honest, you know, some sometimes things will you see something on Instagram, and you're like, oh, let's try that. I don't have a problem with that, but mm. after like, oh, if it's so, you, you don't mind, you don't mind taking it from Insta or Twitter, but you won't no, take it from porn. But what I'm saying is, I would ask anything. That he wants to do. Oh, okay. So anything it's, new you would ask? Yeah, yeah. I would ask regardless. Oh, okay, and then, okay, okay. Because I want to know, like, where you seen this? Because why have I not seen it before? <laughs> that kind I hear of that. No, that makes sense to be fair. My wife has asked me the same question, to be fair. I so always I hear it. it. My husband knows. Hmm. He's listening mm. to me. Right? What have you been asking, bro? Listen, man's been bringing new dead to the table, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Fam, you have to spice things up. Explore, I hear that. Come explore, on. Explore, do, 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 do. Come on. When I first got married, I was a newbie in Christ, fam. Mm, new dimensions. <laughs> I was a new creation. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but now we have to we have to get educated in the real life, man. So Trust me. I, I definitely hear that. It's interesting though that obviously I know I'm, it might be the thing for men. Men as well might be like, right, where did you get that from? And, and that sort of stuff. I mean, I don't I personally won't ask, but Mm-hmm. I do understand why like women might ask, you know, where did you get that from? Because they want to ensure that it's coming from a good place. I, mean? I do find it interesting, though, Ore, that women, and I'm not going to say you, but women will be okay if it's come from Insta and Twitter, but not poor. That is that interesting. Do. Yeah, I, I, in fact, I'll own, I'll own that. I would be. <laughs> and why? I think, because I wouldn't, like... What's the difference between Twitter and porn? Porn is problematic. We've discussed and, this several times before on the pod, so... And Twitter? Twitter and core. If it's with a porn, if it depends on the context, because like sometimes it's like just like an educational video, and someone's like, "Oh," versus actual porn. I think it's different. Mm. Let me be real, yeah. When people are getting things from Twitter, it's not educational. You just go on Twitter and you see a porn-styled video or a porn-looking yeah, video, or you might. That's true. Do you know what I mean? But I mean, is, I mean, I think Eman even mentioned on one of her pods. Yeah, porn is is has seeped through to Twitter, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it might not necessarily be porn. It might not necessarily be um, porn completely. It could be on Twitter. You could be somebody talking about a particular position, or you could see a picture, 
or you could see you know women or men saying oh i did this and she loved x y and z so these kind of things influence so i do kind of see the difference between like with like insta and twitter versus porn because porn is literally just graphics whereas on social media you might see a conversation or you might see a tweet by someone saying oh yeah i did this and it put me to sleep oh my days the best thing ever so these things can kind of inspire one to kind of go ahead and, and try and do the does but no, I definitely agree that the pointing is is definitely is definitely a madness for real. A hundred percent. The next question we've got here is: What does sexual discipline look like in marriage? Hey. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's the response that I've given. <laughs> Go on, all right. Let's start with you. Oh, do you know what? It's, I don't even know. <laughs> What is sexual discipline as a wife, as a husband? First of all, let's probably start there. What is sexual discipline? Ooh. Are we we talking, this is my first thoughts now. Are we talking the wife is tired, let her rest so she can sleep? Or is it something else? (laughs) Like, what do you hear? Guys, you're not thinking too long. What do you hear when you hear sexual discipline? Yeah, for me, I hear a few different things. So, for example, in sexual discipline, I hear... um, I have like what comes to mind automatically? I hear practice. Practice makes perfect. I hear commitment. Practice. Yeah, practice makes perfect. Like practice you what? You want to try new things. Oh. You're not gonna, like, you're not going to be good. You may not be good at it the first time. You may not be good at it the first couple times. You may not be first good at it the first 20 times. But over time, if you stick to it, you'll be fine. I think of things like commitment. Knowing that if you guys love one another, if you guys are open with one another, not just in the actual action, but doing the other stuff, then it, things can get better. It's possible to, to get in better. If you take care of your body, your wife takes care of her body, that kind of stuff. That's what I think. There's so many areas of when, mm. when I think of sexual discipline, there's so many different topical areas that I think of that, yeah. And also then, the, the you know, my wife is tired. But then at the same time, I'm roasting. Is it going to happen all the time that oh, when I say, oh, babe, let's get cracking, that, you know, she'll have to come. What do you do, Eba? Boy to boy, what do you do when you're tired, when you're roasting, but the wife is tired? Boy, if it's, I, I remember, for me, the honest truth is that, um, obviously, there's sometimes I can understand my wife is tired. But then sometimes I'm like, babe, you know what? It's mad right now. It's mad right now. The streets are that. the streets are on fire, and I cannot whatever. This I'm not fasting. Okay, you're my wife. I'm not fasting anymore. So, that says he's not fasting. Yeah. So you have to. I've learned. No, I respect that, man. Something just gotta wake her up, bro. Or bro. Anyway, let me. And you know what? It's that, it's that real. You know, sometimes my wife has been tired, but it happens, and I can see she's tired, but yeah. it happens. Or even vice versa. Sometimes I'm tired, and you just have an understanding that your wife or your husband wants to get it cracking, do you know what yeah. I mean? So, mm-hmm. for that sake, you kind of develop small strength and power just for your partner's, for your wife, for your husband's sake, do you know what I mean? 100%. And so, you learn, I think you also learn, like, sometimes sex is not always going to be, ah, long, passionate. Yeah, and Sometimes it's quickie. Fam, you have to learn, there's skill to this. When people are saying, ah, like, people make it out like, it's always love making and music and da 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 Sometimes it's bash bros and everybody goes to bed. Everybody has work in the morning. It's the single Christians, you know. It's the single Christians that I think it's so love making. That's what it's the married couples know, innit? The married couples know it's not always that. Fam. It's the single Christians that I think sex lasts 45 minutes to an hour. Fam. 
Fam, some, anyway, when you get there, you will know yourself. When your baby's saying, babe, I have to get up in three hours, but I'm just giving you chance. That one, you have the energy, the energy of Thanos and the energy of everybody. Just oh, gather no. in two minutes. Just <laughs> no, we're talking. The, the, not the cheeks clapping. The technique, yeah. <laughs> the technique to quickie is underrated. I must say, because it, nah, to be able okay. to get a man to rise in a short space of time mm. and do the quickie, bro, it's essential. Honestly, mm. like them, them between nine to five workouts. Them ones are a mazzoline oh, because you have to work in it. Do you know what I mean? So wow. if you're, if you're going to do a little dead of dead during the day, the technique required is absolutely essential. Wow. <laughs> and it's a great myth. It is a myth that sex must be lasting an hour, 45 minutes. I think those people are obviously lying to us. And if your pastor is telling you that, you need to change your pastor and your church. Because 20 minutes, you can have an amazing session. Or even 30, 20 minutes, Pim. Or 25 right. minutes, Pim. 15 minute foreplay, 10 minutes, da-da-da, and you're done. Get out of there. <laughs> if, you're, if it's lasting longer than half an hour, there's something wrong and you need to check a scientist. <laughs> unless unless the guy's using Viagra, that's the only Yeah, thing. yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Because I'm, if I'm not... Like, what did you say? I said, Orange just laughing. Right, Orange rolling. <laughs> Let me just be a hundred percent real here. The reason I'm being quiet right now is because I am so convicted. This is so techy for me. Wow, because obviously, like I just had a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was pregnant, and then I had the baby, and now I'm postpartum. Yeah. So things ain't really saying what it was saying before. If yeah, I'm hundred percent that. real, so no, that's why I'm very quiet. No, no, I, I hear that. I, Don't worry, sis. I hear you. Uh, we'll have a conversation about that. Maybe me and Ori will have a chat about that. Okay, I know, I know. Obviously, from a woman's perspective, Ori can speak. From a husband's perspective, me, I can speak. Because when, like, obviously, pregnancy for a woman, like, it's a bit different. There's different sides of the spectrum. So, for example, I know there are some couples like two weeks, three weeks after the woman has given birth, they're already having sex again. Those one, in my opinion, I don't believe they fear God. But anyway, that's a different conversation. Because someone has just, yeah, her, hmm, her vagina has just been finished. And two, three weeks later, you're you back in again. I can't even yeah, lie. That's God. a pregnancy conversation for real. But then at the same time, obviously what Ori is saying, just at a high level, just a high level um, chit chat. If there's a thing of postpartum you know, the confidence in your body and you're not sure and then at the same time, your body's still healing from what just happened. Um, is that what you're referring to, Ore? Just so I'm clear. Everything is just a mazzoline. Ore was referring to, to the quickie. That's what I'm no, referring to. No, I'm Which quickies? Like, oh, quickies? Everything. Like, no, I was referring to just, like I said, the frequency and just yeah. your sex life. It's just, it just changes. Changes. 100%. 100% real. Like, and I think even in pregnancy, I don't know. Some people, some people, like before I got pregnant, some of my friends who were pregnant or had been pre- pregnant told me that their libido went up when they were pregnant. Oh. But that was not the case for me. Like okay. I just didn't. So that's why some people they have amazing libido. Some people. How was he taking that, Aura? Quickly, we're not going to stay here too long. But how was he taking that, the husband? Like so, when you guys were saying what you were saying, like how do you do? I know for a fact that 
it's not the greatest thing. Like, I know for a fact he's not happy. <laughs> like, mm. and so sometimes you just have to, like, oh, this is... Oh. The thing is, I feel, I don't, like, you don't want to have sex under duress, but then also you know that your partner is struggling, your mm. husband mm. is obviously wants to have sex. So it's just, it's just all long. I can't even lie. I'm just going to be... Being chorus is to do small quickie for him. Being chorus. Right, it's not even just about the quickie because obviously, you know, if if it's if it's if it's for him to come, like there's lots of different things he could do. You don't even have to do penetration. Like yep. it's just mm-hmm. tired. It's I saw a tweet that said, and I retweeted it, it said being a mum and a wife is long because everyone just wants oh, yeah, to I saw that. And everyone that's wants to suck your breast or something. Everybody <laughs> just <laughs> wants to suck breasts. And like I'm just the baby you know, was it's good, yeah. Do you know what? It's good that you mentioned that you know there's other ways that people can come in it, and it's not just via penetration. So if you're tired, this is not for you. Or if you're tired, married women, married married women, I'm talking to you now. If you're tired, you can do a quick hand job. The man will finish four minutes flat straight. If you if you want, unless unless your pastor told you don't give head, yeah, you can do that one too. There's other ways. If you just had a baby, or you're feeling you don't feel sexy, or you don't feel confident for whatever reason. There are other ways that we men can come, yeah? But yeah, all right, we'll kind of get off that. Do you know, let's do one more question for today and then we'll probably obviously just do a part two or whatever. Uh, the next one is, how do you have godly conversations about sex in a relationship or should you? We're going to do that next episode because that was a big one still. Okay. So we're going to end this here. Unless, E-man, scripture, bro. You can even give that one before unless you've got a new one. Yeah, no, nah, let, me, let me get up. Give me two seconds. Um, cool, and yeah, we'll obviously do a part two because we've got a few more questions. And if you're listening to this, guys, and you have any, you've heard this, and you're thinking you've got any more dying questions, by all means, throw them out there, car. You know, we're here open and honest, willing to discuss these things. Hopefully, that people can gain some insight, gain some knowledge. And as I always say, the our DMs are open if you want to ask any questions in private and you want us to discuss or whatever. Um, then we'll happily do so, providing God gives us the wisdom. And if we can't help you, we'll send you on to the relevant people that can help you. And I'm obviously stalling so that Eman can... No, I'm, I'm ready. No, I was, uh, uh, I'm All ready. Right, cool. Yeah, First John chapter 2, 15 to 17. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him or her. For all that is in the world is the lust, the desires, sorry, of the flesh, the desires of the eyes and the pride of life. It's not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. So it's short and sweet. Um, King James translation put, uses the word lust there. And so it basically describes that the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, these things are all fleeting. They will go away. They are temporal. But whoever does the will of God, which includes like being in a loving relationship and having a fruitful healthy sexual relationship with your spouse um you are in the will of god and that will of god abides forever because it bears much fruit whether that's being a good example to other people people sorry whether that is having children whether that is having a healthy sex life within the marriage context that's all god is happy and pleased with that sort of thing um so yeah man it's been a good conversation though funny and um yeah i've enjoyed it for real Thanks a lot for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. See you in the next episode. See ya. Peace.